What do you got? You can catch the Mike Durban Show, Conan's favorite show, every Tuesday on the Creative Control Network. I Forget never heard a show. I you're on it every me. week, dude. You're on the. You and Glenn <laughs> are on the show every week. It's super boring. <laughs> you guys are my cold open every week. Thank you. So much. How do we do the cold? What's the, how does the cold open go? You guys always rip on me, so whatever I take from the show, I always use it on my cold open. Whenever oh, you guys whenever rip on rip, me. Whenever we rip on you, you put that as your cold so you open. Yes, a lot of yes. <laughs> yeah, every week. That's tremendous. Welcome to the Mike Durban Show, episode number 34 on the Creative Control Network. Thank you so much for listening. I have four great guests this week. First up, Joe Feeney and Hughesley. After that, my good friend, Mr. Eric Abramov. And after that, I have the two creators from this great comic book series that just came out. It's called Invasion from Planet WrestleTopia. And it's an independent comic book about wrestling, uh, a little bit of science fiction, comedy, uh, some camp. It's really funny. It's got beautiful artwork. So everybody check out Invasion from Planet WrestleTopia. It's on the Comixology app. And the trade paperback will be out sometime in the next few months. Please follow me on social media. Uh, On Twitter, I am at Mike Durband, D-U-R-B-A-N-D. My Instagram is Mike underscore Durband underscore show. And please subscribe on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash Michael Durband. Joining me right now is the fellow uh, MWO members, Mark World Order. Get your Mark World Order t-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com slash... Uh, CC with Joe Feeney. That's right. I you... have an announcement that I'd like to make. Please do. It's good news and bad news. Huh. Uh, the good news is that today I discovered that pork pies uh, make me fart really hard. Uh, the bad news is I just ate six of them. <laughs> well yeah but you're alone though right so it should be you can just go bombs away just trumpet it all up yeah but it sounds like it smells like i've stabbed the shark in here Ugh. oh i'm over here stabbing the shark are we recording yes uh we are here for um we're doing this aew fan tweets again mike of course is dressed like a vampire he looks what like he's about yeah. to give uh, uh, a new blood uh, some advice. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a hipster Sith Lord. Well, this was a huge hit last time when me and Hughesley did it. Everybody loves these AEW fan Facebook posts and tweets. Uh, there are several different AEW Facebook groups that you can join. Most of them are private because I don't know if they know that people are goofing on them. But the shit that these guys write is ridiculous. Yeah, and I have absolutely no problem dropping the N-word on them. You know, calling them nerds. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, I agree. All right, so here, here's Brandon Schultz. He says, just ordered some AEW apparel. What do all of you have? With a bunch of question marks and explanation marks. 
Nice. This guy is so excited to get his uh, AEW merchandise. The thing about these posts is there's millions of comments on all of them. So you can put any comment you want, and these dummies will take the bait, and they'll just comment away. Here's the problem with AEW uh, gear. Where is he going to wear it? Because we know he's not going to the gym. <laughs> but AEW fans don't leave the house, and their shows are too expensive. So uh, that stupid nerd is about to get himself uh, broke. Well done. And it's all going towards racist AEW. Tier Warren says, is it me or is AEW putting out quality matches? Right. Well, here's the problem with Tier Warren. He was raped and beaten at school. He's a very lonely person. So he does this sort of shit to get uh, attention. Like, is it just me or is it a cold during winter? Thumbs up if you agree. <laughs> and he got 185 comments at, at the time of uh, this post. This saw. is the sort of person that sent a complaint to Instagram when they found out they were taking away the likes count. He's a fucking geek. I hope he gets his head smashed off a wall during a car crash with Christmas presents inside the car. Where did you see that comment there, uh, racist vampire? <laughs> it's in one of the Facebook groups. Hey, speaking of vampires, did you hear about Vampiro's text? <laughs> what a segue. What a segue yeah. that was. Anyway, but back to this AEW thing. So he's going to write that in a group page uh, just simply because he knows that when he goes on his lunch break at work, when nobody else wants to talk to him, uh, he can just check his phone and be like, I have friends. Can't yeah. face. Uh, Dominic Mendoza, uh, he says, would be pretty cool of the AEW video game was AEW versus DC, which means DC Comics. Yeah. And then he gives some examples of matchups that he'd like to see. Jericho right. versus Batman. Joker versus Jimmy Havoc. Just a thought since they seem to be collaborating in some fashion already. Why this is ridiculous. Marks, <laughs> why do Marks feel the need to take photographs from low angles? For real? Like, they <laughs> yeah. all look fat. They all look like fucking idiots. It's all the exact same picture. This is how insecure and lonely this guy is. He's inside his car or he's on the bus or whatever the fuck that is. Uh, and so he's taking it with his little snapback photo and he thinks he looks cool posting a photograph about fucking a, ca- a cartoon fighting, a, uh, having a fake fight with a wrestler. Jesus Christ, die. Now, this is just, this just shows like what kind of. Um... Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know, man. Alexa Bliss posted on Twitter a beautiful picture of her, just a nice selfie. She's looking beautiful. And um, OG underscore Bullet Club on Twitter with an he has he's got the AEW logo as his his avatar, and his title is EVP also at AEW. Um, he says he replies to Alexa Bliss, "We know what you look like without makeup." Yeah, I- do you want to know why he knows? Because he stalks her fucking social media because he doesn't have a life to live. Because he goes between AW announcements to furiously beating his dick without mercy to the page tape. Or he's uh, one of the one of the people that apparently constantly tries to hack into her social media. Yeah, that's mm. happening a lot recently. Yep. Yeah, I saw Do you want to know why? Because she probably didn't want to hug him in an airport after a seven-hour flight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she posted a picture in reply. She replied to this guy, and she put um, a picture of herself without ma- without makeup on, and she looked amazing. I think I she looks better without makeup, just to yeah. shut this guy up. But I mean, this is the kind of fan that they have, man. This is the yeah, modern day wrestling fan. 
But uh, do you want to know what's the the problem with this type of fan? They don't understand the fact that this is a way of self-promotion. So by her doing this, this actually, in a weird way, makes her money. Uh, She's probably getting paid to advertise some type of uh, makeup or uh, eye. In care. Uh, Alicia Tite, who I interviewed. uh, Did you interview her, Mike? Uh, Unfortunately, no, I didn't. Oh, that's weird. It's probably upset that I brought that up. But she's on my podcast. I spoke to her and had a conversation with her. But I don't want to rub it in that I spoke to her more than you did. Wait a minute. We, so, uh, she's going to be on a Tuesday Hello. And she's been on Wrestling with Reality. But not the Mike Durbin show. Is that what we're... <laughs> yeah. I don't want to upset you. I'm sorry. I don't want to... Yeah. Well, she definitely regrets one of those shows. And she told me that. That's what uh, she... But yeah, she told me that with her following, she actually gets paid to advertise the, the clothes that she... Worse, you know, like yeah. the bikinis, the dresses and stuff. Yep. And uh, I would assume that Ali- what do you call this wrestler again? Sorry, Alexa. Alexa Bliss. <laughs> I would assume that she has at least ten times the social media following that <laughs> Alicia does. Yeah. <laughs> so why would she not do this? But these fucking. That's why I always say uh, Twitter needs to start shutting down people who don't show their face and profile photos. Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of fan that, um, remember the one fan in the front row a few weeks ago, he, he reached over and didn't he grab like someone's, some girl's ass or something? There's been a couple. The one fan in Mexico tried to grab Scarlett Bordeaux, and then there was a fan in uh, in a WWE show that I think reached over and went to slap Alexa's ass maybe while she was getting thrown over the barrier. Yeah. If it wasn't her, it was somebody, and uh, I think Bailey and Sasha were in the match too, but yeah, that that has happened. Yeah, the... the <laughs> Reach it, reach it into the into the lion cage at the zoo. Like you, you, there's certain you know you're not supposed to do it. You're not supposed to reach over the barrier. You're not supposed to touch strangers. So uh, Mike Truitt, he says, I can't wait less than a month away to quote Cody. You can't stop the damn revolution. Well, we can't stop his English teacher either. Yeah, that's the thing about all these tweets, man. They're all they have no punctuation. They have no sentence structure. And this is the thing I love about these people. When you then criticize their spelling, they go, okay, grammar Nazi. And you go, yeah. no, I'm not a grammar Nazi. I'm just educated. Yeah. I mean, Plus it's not a fucking basic, mark. They, even basic things they don't understand, you know. But where, what about this revolution? What revolution? <laughs> yeah, the revolution that uh, they were in the same venue last uh, Wednesday here in Chicago that All In and All Out were at. They sold out in minutes. And they come here last Wednesday for Dynamite, and they had the entire second level tarped off, and then about half of the lower bowl was tarped off. Entire sections just tarped off. Uh, when I went on Ticketmaster looking for tickets, uh, it appeared to be almost sold out, but then when, when we saw pictures of it, you realized why they weren't selling many tickets, yeah. because they just canceled it out. They tarped everything off. You know. No, I was going to say, the only revolution going on is in the uh, tarp business. Yeah, Bin Hamid's Tarp Emporium. They're making a killing lately off these shows. Is that for real? Yeah. Fuck. That's just, he's, <laughs> he's got a t- he's got a T-shirt, the Tarp Emporium, because of all the the sparse attendance at wrestling events. All the all the sections need to be tarped off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big business, man. How can people like Jericho and stuff seriously look out into that audience and think this is great? We're changing the world. It's like. You're making it worse. You're ruining it. Yeah. Uh, Rick Smith says, 
This may be an old topic, but found out today that Jungle Boy is the actor's Luke Perry's son. Been bothering me how Jungle Boy looked so familiar. Yes, I know I'm a bit slow, so be kind. LOL. Right. Anyone who uses LOL is a cunt. What are they laughing at? Do they actually laugh out loud when they type that? Right. But can, can I just say one thing with this guy, Rick Smith? He's clearly lying. Yeah. yeah. And this uh, this yeah. just goes back to the whole thing of I'm bored and lonely. I'm going to leave a, a status to get uh, a lot of people to agree with him. He's like, hey, guys, don't you love Cody Rhodes? Thumbs up <laughs> if you agree. All right, this is the closer. Everybody's seen this by now, I think. Um, Michael Weiner, <laughs> he, he posts on the AEW All Elite Wrestling Group. AEW should produce an app for AEW fans to become friends in their local areas. The app should include an open invite get-together so fans can unite and watch AEW together at a restaurant slash bar or at someone's house. My friends suck, and they don't watch wrestling, and I am sick of watching alone. I want to be able to make friends to watch AEW with to enjoy the excitement and energy of AEW. Who is with me on this? Uh, no one, just like he has no friends. Uh, who the fuck wants to go to a restaurant to watch wrestling? He thinks that uh, I'm surprised he didn't spell wrestling and restaurant the same. <laughs> I... uh. I'm going to take a different position here. I think it's a good idea. And I think, but I think that a fan like this that wants something like this should probably look into creating an app himself and, and make the money himself. You know what I mean? If you think it's a good idea, produce the app. It could, it could work. I'm sure there, I'm sure there is, even though the crowds aren't that big, I'm sure there's enough people at Wrestlecade or at Star, Star, what are those, Starcast or whatever, or these AEW shows or any of the pay-per-views, the big pay-per-view weekends. Where people want to get together, and some people are party or some people aren't, whatever. I don't think the parties will be on this app. But I think that's actually not a bad idea, an app for wrestling fans to get to get together. So I think that this guy is ahead of the curve, and he should produce it himself. Uh, I don't like to watch wrestling with friends because uh, it's hard enough to stay to pay attention to it because I don't care. And next thing you know, if you get a friend over, you watch wrestling, and you start talking about all the member when. And I, I gotta say, uh, uh, see if I can do the voice here. You know, uh, remember when it's kind of the lowest form of conversation. All right. Well, I'd like to thank you guys for joining me for another rousing in- edition of AEW fans tweets. Joe, yo, we, we got one more episode of that Chinese Democracy Creative Control Daily coming out this week, right? Yeah, that'll be out. And then uh, I recorded with you guys. That'll be out a couple of segments. What's on the Husey Hello Show this week? Uh, we've got Matt Kuhn. <laughs> Are you going to put crickets in there? <laughs> like fucking and the, the next three weeks of shows, we've got Matt Kuhn on Monday. The following Monday is Stuttering John with one of the funniest interviews ever. He was in a foul mood and he trashed everyone. Uh, and then afterwards, Alicia Tout. We'll be on, and then that's me for December. And on that Alicia Atoot episode, there's a great musical segment, I'm told. Yeah, there's a... <coughs> Whoa. There's, there's a top five, so I was just choking up one of Alicia's pubic hairs. Eric. Can you hear me? I hear you. Oh, thank you. I don't see you. Oh, my camera's off. Let me turn it on. There you are, Eric. Yeah, how are you? Good to see you, man. 
Uh, thank you. This is my new Skype account. Oh, looks good. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, so far, so good. Yeah? Did you have turkey? No, I've been working on my computer. You know, you know. Yeah, making those great photos and those beautiful works of art. Yeah, thank you. Ah, Eric, have you ever heard of Tiege Hanley? No. Tiege Hanley, I'm going to tell you about it. It's a great, uncomplicated skincare system. Uh, when, you're, when you take a shower, what do you wash your face with? Uh, shampoo. You wash your face with shampoo? Yes. Okay, well, I want you to stop doing that. I want you to try Tiege Hanley, the uncomplicated skincare system for men. Oh, okay. It's real easy to use. They ship it to you every 30 days. You get a fresh new supply. Um, there is a, a gentle face wash that you use. You can use that in the morning. And then after that, there's an AM lotion that you put on. It's got sunscreen in it. It'll protect you from the harmful UV rays of the sun. I know you go out a lot, right? Uh, only, only during spring and summer. And then uh, in, the, in the evening, you use the face wash again. Then you use the PM lotion. Oh, okay. And then also, there's an eye cream that you can put on in the morning and night. It gets rid of all the wrinkles around your eyes and makes them uh, less puffy. It just makes you feel awake and energized, Eric. All right. Thank you. There's also a super serum you can use. It's got all these great, uh, I don't know what's in there, man, but it, it makes everything tighten up and it makes your skin feel youthful. It's, How old are you? I'm 36. This will make you feel like you're 26 if you use the, the super serum. I'm getting old. Yeah, you're not as old as me, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, man, it's real easy to use. Tiege Hanley, the uncomplicated skincare system for men. If you go to tiege.com slash Mike Durband, that's T-I-E-G-E dot com slash Mike Durband, D-U-R-B-A-N-D. Eric, you can save 10% off on the great uncomplicated skincare system for men. How All does right. that sound? All right, thank you. Yeah, that's 10% for everybody, not just you, Eric, for everybody. All right, thank you. All right, Tiege Hanley. Everybody who knows me, know, they know that I love comic books and I love wrestling. So, uh, two of my worlds are coming together right now. I read a, um, a great new comic book. Uh, this week it's called the invasion from planet wrestletopia and i have two of the creators on with me right now mr ed how do you pronounce this we have ed cannell and matt enton thank you thank you for joining me and thank you for sending me this great comic book i love it appreciate it thanks give me a give me a brief history of your guys uh careers in the comic book industry well it won't take long Uh, (laughs) but matt and i actually are Day jobs are as writers for video games, ah. and uh, we've actually done that since the early 2000s. And we've gotten gotten to work on a lot of games, you know, several games together, and but but also just you know freelancing on our own projects for for clients. Invasion from Planet WrestleTopia came about when we decided that we we loved the story, we really wanted to put it out there. And we decided that, you know, comic books, it, it, you know, was still a visual medium. Mm-hmm. You know, we're used to working in video games. We're used to working with artists. Um, but, of course, you know, with, with comic books, it, it was much more accessible to us. It was feasible that we could hire really talented artists like Dan Scotty and Rissa Louise, who, who uh, were the artists and colorists on the uh, first three issues. 
we're up to issue four now, and you can find all these on Comixology, but you know, we're up to issue four. We have Kendall Good now as the artist, and Jason Lewis colored issue four. And um, anyway, I excuse me, I should not leave out our letterers, right? We had uh, Dave Lanfear on the first three, and Sal Sobriano is now our letterer. Cannot cannot forget the letterers. Right? Yeah. We have done five issues of WrestleTopia. Okay. Six issue will complete the arc, and that's it. And then, you know, we hope to do, well, you know, we're going to do more of our own stuff. So Invasion of Planet WrestleTopia is, is, you know, Matt and I are the creators. We sort of self, self-publishing. self And then we did sign on with Starburns Industries Press, mm-hmm. comic book in, publishing arm of uh, Starburns Industries, the production company behind Rick and Morty and other wonderful things. And, and so we'll, we'll do more. But Matt, I think, you know, at least for now, Matt and I are just really more into telling like a specific story. You know, yeah. and it, rather than just, you know, um, going forever with with a concept or or, you know, with characters, we, we want to tell a specific story and then be done. Sorry, I was going to that's not to say that we won't ever revisit WrestleTopia. It's just for the time being, it, it's a very sort of complete story we're telling in these six issues. And then we, we kind of want to, you know, do something else for a little while and maybe we'll come back to it because, you know, we're both we love wrestling and we love this universe we start creating in invasion from planet wrestletopia yeah is there any plan to put it out in a trade paperback form at some point yes um yeah so uh issue six will probably be out optimistically in february which would put us on target to have like a spring 2020 trade paperback release cool and um, I'll just throw out there that um, for people who are interested in checking it out now, the individual if issues on Comixology do have some real exclusive, exclusive bonus uh, material mm-hmm. that will be in the trade. And maybe you saw some of that. Um, you know, Matt and I uh, put a lot of work into that to make it really cool and fun. Um, and then, of course, the trade will have its own like exclusive uh, back matter. But, um, the, you know, well worth collecting them all. Yeah. I'm a print guy. I, I like um, I like to hold it in my hand. I'm still, you know, I'm an old old school fan like that. I I don't really enjoy uh, digital comics too much. Um, sometimes I get both. Sometimes I I can't get to the comic book shop, so I'll I'll, I'll buy uh, something online on the Comicsology or the DC app or the Archie Comics app. But I, I I really love holding an actual comic book in my hand. So so you guys are big wrestling fans then? Yeah. Uh, Matt, how long have you been a wrestling fan for? Uh, probably since I was five. Um, so, so what era was that in? <laughs> Rock and wrestling era. Yes, that's thank you. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, every Saturday morning, waking up, watching Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Yep. And I didn't have cable growing up, so you know, I watched what I had access to, and uh, you know, Saturday night's main event. Uh, was on NBC at the time, so I got to see that. And um, you know, the only outside of the WWF growing up, I we got Glow. I'm from <laughs> Chicago. We got Glow syndicated on one of the channels over there. But that was about it until high school when I finally got cable. And then, of course, uh, Monday Night Wars kind of hit right about that time. You know, Ed's. There's seven years between us, so like Ed kind of is a you know he's more of like a territory era fan. Yeah, I growing up in Portland, 
my first exposure to professional wrestling was the um, NWA territory that we used to have here. It was Pacific Northwest Wrestling. Yeah. A lot of guys came through there. Jesse Ventura, uh, Roddy Piper um, became kind of a big deal in, in, yeah. in Portland. Um, and, uh, you know, again, yeah, I remember having three channels, and but, but we had wrestling, which was awesome. And I was really young and, you know, I thought I was, was convinced it was not choreographed or staged or anything like that. Yeah. And um, then we – I do remember getting cable. My dad was never home, but for some reason he was obsessed with getting – being the first house on the block to have cable, which was great. Because he had Superstation um, WTBS mm-hmm. out of Atlanta. And you could watch on Saturday, I want to say it was two or three hours of Georgia Championship Wrestling. So all of a sudden, you got Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes and all, you know, the Four Horsemen and all these guys. And I was obsessed with it. I was, I fell absolutely in love with it uh, for a time. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I haven't watched it in quite a while, but I, I've... you're not missing anything. Yeah. If you, if you, if you loved it back then, you would not like it. Yeah. I, I can't stand, uh, this current product is, it's nothing right. like, it's nothing like what I grew up with or, you know, the Monday night wars. It's, it's a complete, it's a completely different thing. And, and I'm not into it. Matt, do you watch the current product? No, I can't, you know, I stopped regularly watching in the early two thousands. That was about, yeah. you know, I started to kind of, I'm interested. It's just, you know, time is at such a premium now. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really watch any sports, you know, cause this is, it's like a two, three hour time commitment. And then if you want to watch one of the pay-per-views, that's like four or five hours. I just don't have that time yeah. to, you know, to dedicate. Yeah. I, uh, uh- Invasion uh, from Planet Restotopia. There's a lot of different elements of various uh, various things. There's a sci-fi element. Uh, are you guys into science fiction? Um, I can't say I'm super into it. I I, I will pick up a science. Fi- I, I got kind of got back into comics because we started doing a comic, right? Okay. I had abandoned comics like I had wrestling when I yeah, was yeah. A, you know a teenager. But you know, I'll pick up the occasional title from Vault or something. But um, I think it was more, you know, it's an action comedy. And, and, and for those who don't know, who I'm guessing is, is probably everyone who's listening, it's uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Vision Planet WrestleTopia is about um, disgruntled professional wrestler who um, gets mad at his promoter. And so he cuts his promo where he says, I don't care about the world title. I am the galactic champion of the universe, brother. Yep, yep. And uh, it's just an idle boast, but the TV signal, of course, goes out into space and years later is intercepted by a planet of alien wrestlers who are not amused by his his, uh, you know, his claim and yep. the invader. Earth. So um, it's you know, it, it, it's 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 an action comedy, I would say, and, and it, but it has a lot of heart. And I think at least, you know, what attracted us to it was was more about you know matt and i do a lot of comedy for video games we worked on a comedic film horror film uh called lumberjack man and that's kind of our love is uh, is doing comedy so it was more about the ridiculous premise like you know uh galaxy quest meets wrestling that kind of thing yeah um tell me a little bit about the artist i mean i love this art it's um very bold it's got great colors to it I can see a crossover between Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling cartoon and this. I think it'd be a great crossover. So Dan Scotty, who did the first three issues, um, a lot of a lot about what attracted us 
to his art was the cartoonish nature of it. Because I think when we were thinking about this, we were thinking big, colorful Saturday morning cartoons. And Dan Scotty's work, uh, in particular, um, on um, the spirit, really kind of captured that. And um, Dan was interesting because he never really watched professional wrestling before. He just had no idea about it so ed just unloaded a bunch of like vintage issues of like pro wrestling illustrated on him and some like wwe dvds and it was like here dude just you know you're gonna want to study before you start penciling this um and then of course we had the good fortune of uh getting kendall good to finish out the series who's actually worked on boom comics wwe uh series uh, and Kendall was a wrestling fan already. We didn't have to kind of educate him about anything. And um, he's just had, like, I, I love Kendall's art. Like, his crowd scenes are incredible. We really, with Kendall, like, you can, you can you know, you, you don't really have to explain what certain moves are. You write down, you know, like, a Boston Crab. He knows what, what that is. And, you know, if you, want, if you want to do a big crowd scene with a bunch of WrestleTopians, he knows a lot of the tropey gimmicks to include, you know, as, as kind of, you know, nods and winks to, you know, actual wrestling fans. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could be happier with both artists, you know, that we've worked with. Um, there, yeah, there's a lot of great, um, minor characters like the, um, the announcers, you could tell like <laughs> there's a, there's a great Jesse Ventura influence yeah. uh, on the one guy <laughs> and there's the, the straight man, which is the bald commentator yeah. with the tuxedo there's the um, the guys backstage with the with the Fu Manchu. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the crowd scenes are amazing with the lighting and the flashbulbs going off. Yeah, this is such such great artwork. You nailed it with Jesse Ventura. A lot of the characters are these amalgams of these of different wrestlers, of course, that we love, uh, especially from that '80s, early '90s, I guess era. And it it has been described by some people, I think, as like a loving parody to the the wrestling of our youth and i think that's definitely where we were coming from we we like to make you know we like to poke fun but it's it's all done out of love yeah you can tell there's a love for wrestling you're not you're not you know making a big joke out of it there's definitely an appreciation for it uh, do you guys have any plans to go to any comic book conventions and uh, shop this around or so we've done three now so we, we actually yeah, we, we before we got signed we were super naive and we just printed up a bunch of copies of issue one put them in a backpack and just like handed them out to like the various publishers and of course like no one working the booth is an editor so they're like uh oh they just take it because they're polite but yeah. they're probably they're throwing it away or keeping it for themselves we really thought then, <laughs> the first issue is 32 pages and we got these beautiful print, you know, print run done. Yeah. I, I like going to comic book conventions to just like buy comic books and check out the scene. I hate being there trying to sell my own comic. It sucks. Um, I think what we'll do is we'll get to the trade uh, for sure. And then the trade, I, I think it's, it's the advice we got is, you know, wait till you have a trade at least before you show up and, and start their so books. I, I kind of would rather, I've never been to a wrestling convention and I'd honestly had, you know, Matt and I were just, just as 
discussing it a little bit about like just bringing like uh, the, the trade and maybe some some cool T-shirts or something and doing wrestling shows because I noticed when I'm at a comic book convention, a lot of, and in fact a lot of the, the critics reviews we get about this um, about Invasion of Planet WrestleTopia they say you know you don't have to be a wrestling fan to enjoy this it's a great story it's very funny. Yeah. But when I'm at a comic book convention and I'm just, you know, trying to like sell this book, um, people respond to the concept really well. And a lot of comic book fans would buy it. Mm. So they'd give me four five dollars for the, the comic book that I had printed for four dollars and 30 cents, which is which is great. But we're getting the word out. But if it was a wrestling fan, like if somebody's walking the comic book convention floor and they have like a Bullet Club T-shirt on, I mean, I would barely get through like the elevator you know high concept uh, pitch and they're like boom done here's my five dollars you had me at you know wrestletopia yeah there's a lot of wrestling conventions going on right now um the, the biggest one is probably starcast have you heard of that oh yeah yeah i want i see i, I think about starcast because you know mm-hmm. i think about going there just as a fan because I love, I love, I still love to get autographs from these old timers. I've got Ted DiBiase. I've only got a couple. Ted DiBiase, I met uh, King Kong Bundy. I met. I'd love to get like Ric Flair's autograph. Matt, I, who are some of your favorites? Uh, Macho Man was my absolute favorite. Like, uh, you know, I loved him even. You know, I was like five, six years old. Like, so that was he was still he was still a heel back then. But that dude just had he, – he was just such an original character and his promos are just completely surreal. He just had this just, just unique uh, way with words <laughs> that I don't think anyone else has been able to duplicate. I would definitely – I would have to say like even though I, I kind of acknowledge he, he was kind of terrible on many accounts – Ultimate Warrior still kind of he's he's like sort of like a, a bad B movie, but you know manifest as sort of like a wrestler, like the the most shallow like move set in the ring. He had no stamina, and like objectively his promos were terrible, but they were so terrible that they were good. Yeah, yeah, he he was decidedly an inspiration for Manifest Destiny. <laughs> Yeah, Manifest Destiny is um, is he the he's the villain of the of the uh, the story? He is, is yeah, he is the uh, one true galactic champion, the ruler of WrestleTopia. He uh, builds a steel cage around Earth before he invades, and mm-hmm. then challenges Rory to a match, a title unification match, right? Galactic champion versus galactic champion. So that's um, that sort of sets things up. It, it, uh, for the uh, for the rest of the the story, Rory has to has to go and literally have a have a, you know a match with Destiny and uh, yeah. So who came up with the the look for manifests? He's got the the metal kind of uh, helmet face plate thing. That was all Dan Scotty. I mean, we had some ideas for how he would look, mm-hmm. but Dan Scotty really put it all together. I, I I love that character design. I, I couldn't be happier with how Destiny ended up looking. Because originally he was more of like a blatant. Like we have, like this is like almost. This is probably like eight nine years ago. Uh, we had Ben Dewey, who's also a really talented comic artist, um, just do some concept art for us. 
mm-hmm. and he did he did his rendition of Rory and Don, his manager, and Destiny. And Destiny like was very much just kind of like an Ultimate Warrior knockoff. But um, once we kind of handed the concept over to Dan, he was able to sort of you know turn him into something wholly his own, which was just like incredibly satisfying to see on the page. Yeah, he definitely is unique. He doesn't look like any wrestler past or present. Do you guys have any merchandise in the works? Like, I think that'd be great to have manifest on a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I, we, we want to make some T-shirts. I want to go to I don't care if it's Starcade or or what's the big show uh, WrestleMania weekend? Is it uh, WrestleCon? WrestleCade. Yeah, there's WrestleCon, WrestleCade. Uh, I want to yeah. make. Some Cool T-shirts and bring some trades, uh, maybe maybe some single issues, and um, I want to get like I don't know, you know, Brutus the Barber Beefcake to appear at our booth and just have a big old party. Um, well, I, well, hopefully we'll get there. I mean, the, the reception of the book has been great, and then the, the we'll see what happens with the trade, and um, and then our publisher Starburns Industries. Uh, really believes in in it, and and who knows what'll what'll happen? But maybe there'll there'll be an animated series that will come out of it or something, and then we can yeah. afford to make more comics. Awesome, yeah, I love the book. I cannot wait to see how this ends. Uh, I'm telling everybody, check this out. Thank you. Where, where tell everybody exactly where they can find it right now at this before the trade comes out. Where can they get it online? So it's exclusively on Comicsology for you know for the time being. And for those uh, for those of my listeners that aren't comic book fans, I know you'll love it. If you like wrestling, you'll love this. Uh, Comicsology is is an app. If you have an iPad, download the app. It's so easy to use. You got every publisher's on there, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's tons of stuff on here. And then what will we? What do they look up? If you just even search for WrestleTopia, you'll okay. find our first four issues. Again, the fifth one will come out next month. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's where we're at now. On Twitter, we're um, sbp underscore comics, and we're pretty active on there. Uh, we we have a, a fun Tumblr page for you know suspicious behavior productions. It's just the uh, LLC Matt and I set up to to do comics with, and um, we're pretty active on Tumblr and Twitter. You know, please do give us a shout, say hi, and uh, yeah, that's where you can find us. Awesome. Uh, invasion from planet wrestletopia thank you guys thank you ed thank you matt for coming on everybody check this great comic book series out it is fantastic whether you like comic books or not most people that listen to me they love wrestling so check out this amazing book thanks mike thanks for having us on well that's the show everyone thank you so much for listening please check out my sponsor Tej hanley i want to thank all my guests joe feeney hughesley eric abramov and Ed and Matt from Invasion from Planet WrestleTopia. Next week, episode number 35, will be the part two of my interview with Hansi from The Howard Stern Show. Thank you for listening. Bye for now.
like a hog knee slop. What you say, brother? I, I, baby, baby, I need my money. Don't wanna stop. I'll do. 